Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. Great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, and uh, we've covered a lot of ground today. If you've missed uh, any part of the program, you can go to kslnewsradio.com and check out the podcast. Uh, you can pick it up uh, one spot at a time. And uh, just some some really great insight. If you missed my conversation with Representative John Curtis uh, about two really critical issues, I think, here in the state, uh, one dealing with methamphetamine uh, and the other dealing with uh, opioid and pain management and uh, two really important bills, two really important bipartisan bills. And uh, again, you can go check that out on kslnewsradio.com. Check out the podcast, which you can do every day. Get those up there, and so as we round out the day today, uh, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go art of war today, and as I mentioned before the break, we're going to talk a little strategery. And this is one of my all-time favorite quotes, and I want to get into why I think this is so important on so many different issues, from the pandemic to what happens in our families and communities uh, to what happens in our nation's capital. And so it's from The Art of War, and the quote says this, Strategy without tactics is the slowest path to victory. Tactics without strategy is just the noise before defeat. So I want to say that again. (laughs) Strategy without tactics is the slowest path to victory. But tactics without strategy is is just the noise before defeat. So, of course, we have to have both of these things. uh, But so often what we see in the world today is just this tactical box-checking exercise uh, that often ends up being just noise because it's not producing outcomes. It's just activity. And so when it comes to winning, whether it's in business, whether it's in your personal life, again, whether it's uh, government, whatever it may be, There's an important connection between strategy and tactics. And those who are successful are those who can bring those two facets together. So so let's kind of break that down just a little bit. So the the world's filled with with visionaries and strategists who can talk about great ideas and very inspired and inspiring concepts and, and kind of the, you know, the blue sky, shoot the moon opportunity kind of thing. Unfortunately, a lot of them are never never able to transform those visions into real practical, tactical applications, which can then be executed and produce real results. The thing we have to remember is 
what matters in the end is the results. It is about outcomes. And too often in our world today, we are focused on activity. I often refer to this as motion versus forward movement. Uh, You have to get the forward movement. You have to get the actual results if you're going to succeed in any area of life or business or whatever it may be. Because even an individual on that individual level, uh, there are a lot of people who have, you know, big dreams. And uh, those big dreams of grandeur are always great, you know, when your head's on the pillow. uh, Or they have, you know, the the great compelling visions of what's possible uh, when you're standing in the shower or getting ready in the morning. But without those specific tactics, they they just lead to frustration and disappointment. No doubt about that. Uh, With no clear daily tactics, uh, the way becomes so slow, the victory gets lost, uh, not for the lack of opportunity, but but really for a lack of time and resources and energy. Uh, So let's go to the flip side of that. There's also the old saying, where there is no vision, uh, the people perish. That's as true today as it was when it was said. Uh, tactics without vision or strategy is really just drudgery. And the end of all the effort is is nothing more than the noise before defeat, as we've been talking about. Uh, or window dressing is another way to think of that. And yet so many individuals, so many businesses, so many things in our nation's capital end up so laser-focused on just the day-to-day activity of things. They're completely disconnected from strategy. Uh, I think this is so true in so many areas. And and ultimately, what we end up with is being very busy, but not very productive. A lot of motion, not a lot of forward movement. Uh, We've been talking today a lot about uh, vaccinations and changing behavior. And what you have to, to recognize is that you got to have both. You, you've got to have a communication strategy equal to the policy strategy. Uh, you can't just have a checklist that you're, you're trying to march down. Uh, you have to combine both of these things. And when you do, uh, that's when the magic happens. That's when great things happen, great breakthroughs happen. So when you have strategy and tactics, you can set yourself up for some real impact, real results, real outcomes, and I, I think it's something that we have to expect more from our leaders. Uh, you have to constantly have leaders who can connect the dots for those that they are leading. Uh, being a dot connector is an important part of leadership strategy. Because it's part of the leader's role to help those they're leading to make that connection for themselves. Because if they don't make that connection... Uh, You're never going to sustain changes or build culture. Uh, Culture is the hardest thing to create in any organization, including a family organization, by the way. It might even be harder in that case. Uh, But to do that, you got to have both of those things. You got to have a strategy, you got to have a vision, and you have to have the tactics, the things you can actually execute. Combine them, you can get real results. That's the whole key. And so if you look at just some of the things that we have talked about on the show today, where strategies and tactics, maybe one or the other, has been missing. Uh, We have been counting cases for a year and a half, and it hasn't changed behavior. We have had moments in this country uh, after unrest, after uh, tragedies, gun violence, 
we've had a lot of moments, but we haven't had a lot of forward movement when it comes to, to violence in the country. Why is that? I think it's because we have not combined strategy and tactics to produce actual outcomes. Uh, and so, again, it's it's the job of the leader, whether that's in a business or whether that's uh, in a government or a community or a family, uh, you, you got to be committed to doing both of those things. Uh, absent that, you're never going to get there. I think it's one of the things, uh, one of the reasons I'm very excited about uh, Diljeet Taylor being the head coach at Brigham Young University for women's cross country. She gets it. She understands both of those components, strategy and tactics. And again, uh, the women's cross country team that won the NCAA championship, uh, they get it. They were able to say, hey, you, you got to have the, the head and the heart and the body will follow. And having that right mindset, especially in the midst of a pandemic, was absolutely vital. I think they did the one thing that many, uh, including a lot of our current Olympic athletes, are struggling with, and that is winning the weight. Uh, we're going to talk about this more tomorrow and in the days ahead as we roll into the Olympic Games, which, of course, start on Friday. Uh, we will cover those uh, extensively here on KSL News Radio. Of course, we have our colleagues from KSL TV uh, that are over in Japan ready to report and uh, bring us some great insight there. But again, there's a lot of uncertainty in Tokyo right now. There's still possibilities that the organizing committee will pull the plug on the games. Uh, there's a lot of folks uh, that obviously they've had some some little outbreaks, not a lot. Uh, but a few of the athletes have uh, come down with COVID-19. So the test for the athletes is can they win the weight? Can they continue to focus on their strategy and their tactics in their preparation, knowing they may or may not get to compete? Some of them will wait. Some of them will say, well, you know, let's let's see what happens tomorrow. Or they might give a half-hearted effort in their training today. But I guarantee you those who end up standing on the medal stand and especially those who stand on that top rung of the medal stand with the gold medal will be those who, like Diljeet Taylor has been talking about, get the strategy and the tactics of winning the weight. So again, strategy without tactics is the slowest path to victory. Tactics without strategy is just the noise before defeat. Put them together, great things happen. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for listening to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. 
Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.